The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. No matter how obsessively on top of your stuff you are, it's going to be impossible to never need a reset point. There's always going to be times when due to schedule constraints or physical constraints. We're just not able to stay on top of things the way that we usually do or the way that we wish we could. And of course, for some people, it's like they're constantly feeling like they need to be caught up and they're constantly feeling like they need a reset moment just to clear the slate and start fresh. I'm definitely no stranger to this. I probably do a good full-on reset like at least twice a year, if not once per quarter. It's not always planned. It just tends to fall out that way. And to be honest, I've been trying to reset a good part of 2022. You know, we've got this baby on the way. We've had like traveling plans. And then of course, in the midst of all of it, we've been sick. So we had COVID that had us down for like two weeks. And wouldn't you know it, we come down with a stomach virus. Between just the general low energy, morning sickness times that I went through and being physically ill, I think that I've spent more time in bed in 2022 than I have ever in my life. All of that to say, I know what it feels like to want to be this productive, better version of yourself who just gets things done and feels like accomplishing all of the things that you really want to accomplish and instead to feel like this lesser version of yourself, like somebody who barely has time to make themselves look presentable, much less take care of all the things and get caught up on all the things that they need to get caught up on. And of course, a lot of that just means taking time for yourself for healing, whether that is physical healing or getting past all of the jumbled stuff that maybe you overpiled in your schedule and just kind of letting that moment pass to where you can catch your breath again or getting back to emotional neutrality if you've just got a lot of chaos and emotional stuff going on in your family or just in your life in general. You know, giving yourself that moment to heal and to get back to neutral is necessary even though we don't always feel like taking the time to do that. I do do think that in order to be productive, we have to at least be coming from a neutral place and not from like trying to drag ourselves up from way down here. It's just a lot more work. But once you're all healed up and you're back to neutral, where you have a little bit of energy and you're ready to invest it into resetting and getting yourself to where you wanna be, there are five steps that I pretty much take religiously every time I get into that zone. And I take them in a specific order. I've noticed this, I've started paying attention over the years and I always tend to take this specific order and there's a reason for it whenever it comes to giving myself a full-on reset, getting my stuff in order. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today, my five-step reset process that I use religiously on repeat whenever I need to get back on my game, get caught up, and just feel like everything is functioning smoothly like the engine that we all want it to be. First things first, finances. 
I always seem to start off with balancing the finances and making sure that I have financial stability and that I have a plan for my finances moving forward before I can take a look at all of the other areas that I want to reset. And the reason for that is because a lot of the other areas are dependent on my finances. So whenever I start looking at projects I want to take on or like what kind of a schedule I want to have, if I want to take a trip with the family, if I want to buy a new outfit or update something in my home, like all of these things kind of fall back on what are my finances and do I have financial health and stability? Let me tell you, I have been broke before, like not sure how I'm going to pay for my groceries kind of broke before. And it is not fun. And I think that anybody who has ever lived in that kind of a stressful financial situation, you know that finances affect your health, they affect your space, they affect your relationships, like it's very impactful. And so it really is important that you have financial health. For me, that looks like, you know, making sure that my business finances are balanced and offset with my personal finances and that I know where I stand. Now, in the past, I've shared my personal financial breakdown sheet. I have these spreadsheets that I've used with Matt for years. And while we've tweaked this process and this spreadsheet over time to work for us, which I recommend that everybody does because there's no one size fits all, the foundations for how we break down and track our finances and balance everything pretty much stays the same. And so you can check out this other video if you're interested in seeing how we do it. I also share my spreadsheets, which I'll leave a link for down in the description. That's what my process looks like. I pull out the spreadsheets, I pull up the bank statements, I make sure that everything is labeled and categorized so that I can look at my trends over time because I think that data is always key. And I know people, people in my family even, who don't look at any of that stuff. They spend, they check the bank account, sure, I've got enough money to spend some more. And that is pretty much essentially the, the foundation of their financial management. I don't like to live that way. I like to have more control over what's coming in and what's going out. A lot of times where we're investing our money is also where we're investing our time. And so if something is not paying off financially speaking, then maybe I wanna be able to draw back some of my time from that area. So it's really all connected. It can feel really good to just have a nice, healthy financial reset. And I promise you, regardless of what you see and the outcome of that, just having the knowledge and knowing where you can step forward next is relieving. The second thing I reset is my schedule. I like to pull out my time management tools, which for me is my Google Calendar and Asana, which is what I use to collaborate with my team for work projects. And I go through everything. I start with the big rocks. You know, you've probably heard this before. If your time or your schedule is like a jar, you wanna fill it up with the big rocks, the boulders first, and then the pebbles can more easily fall around it. You never wanna start with just piling on the little unimportant things and then not have space for the big, really important projects or things that you want to invest your time into. And our time is our lives, right? Like how we're spending our time year to year when we only have maybe 80 to 100 years to live, it really does add up. And so I really do try to keep that in the back of my mind. What are the, the business projects that are really important to me to move my business in the direction I want it to go? But also what are the personal 
things that I want to be experiencing? You know, what trips do I want to take with my family? What do I want to go see that I haven't seen or seen in a while? I think that those things are just as important. And it's, it's important that you start with those big boulders first, and then start sprinkling in the things that you really could do without. So for me, I like to start with any big family trips that we have, you know, we take a week long camping trip to Central Oregon once a year. That's kind of a non negotiable because we go with the whole family and there's a set time for it. So that time is blocked off travel vacation trips like we just took to Texas. And then I start really prioritizing and valuing all of the projects that I have left. Usually these are business projects, collaborations that I really want to take on, whether it's sponsored collaborations or a summit that I want to participate in. And so those are also really important to the health of my business and to my networking relationships. And I like to make sure that those have a spot on my calendar, again, before I fill in all of the little frivolous things. This is also where team meetings come in and I make sure that everybody's schedule and calendar is matching up and where it needs to be and that we all have the availability that we need to have. I like to have a lot of space on my calendar personally. I'm not somebody who wants to have every day or even every week filled with some kind of an event or project, I start getting burnout really fast. I'm a major introvert. And so I have to think of that whenever I'm planning my scheduling. How much can I logistically put out there and be my best self without running myself into the ground? Now I always say because it's true that your home is where you gain your energy, but your schedule is where you spend your energy. So with each decision that you make about your schedule, you're essentially deciding how you're going to invest your energy and how you're going to invest your time. Now, as much as I love and talk about and am obsessed with our homes and how to create optimized spaces, I think that it's important, especially when you're doing a reset, that you stop the hemorrhaging first. So you stop the spending and control the spending of your resources before you work on, okay, well, how can I amplify what I'm taking in? But once I have my schedule all sifted out and I know exactly how I'm going to be investing my energy and my time going forward and what that looks like, then I shift over to my home. Because again, my schedule is where I spend my energy, where I make those investments, but my home is where I regain energy. And our homes take a lot of beating. They get the back burner for most things. So it really does take an intentional occasion like this sometimes to make the changes that you've been meaning to make for a long time. So that could be updates, bringing in new things that are going to help to support you moving forward in a different direction, letting go of old things that are no longer supporting you in the direction that you're going, getting the clutter out, or just even, you know, arranging things, making space in different areas for new ways of living. So your home really does act as a support system to making the changes in any other areas that you're going to be wanting to make moving forward. So whether that is nourishment or physical fitness or mindfulness, you know, your home can kind of allow for more space for those things and make you more successful in utilizing the things that you're wanting to use. So I think that all of us, regardless of your life circumstance, will find that our homes continuously need to be reevaluated and tweaked for whatever direction we happen to be going in. And some periods of your life are going to call for more redirections more frequently, like especially if you're raising young children that are frequently changing and growing to new levels, right? Versus somebody whose kids are already grown and out of the house and you found a little more day-to-day -day stability. But even then, you're going to find that there are hobbies that you get into and get out of, or just lifestyle changes that you need to make for your 
yourself to help support you on a daily basis. And so these things need to be evaluated at least yearly, but really kind of on an ongoing basis. So for me this year, that looked like a deep cleaning, which I shared with you in my deep clean video that I did before and during and after we all had COVID. But then, you know, there were also spots on the wall that we needed to go and paint. Those things that you just kind of look at and say, yep, eventually I'm gonna paint those scuff marks on the wall. And a lot of times people will wait until they move. And I think that that's a terrible thing to do because you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Our dining chairs broke. So I ordered some replacement chairs, which I really love. They're super comfy. I love the style of them, but it turns out that they scuffed the floors. So that meant ordering a new rug. And this ended up being quite the process. We ordered a rug. They sent us the wrong rug, not only the wrong pattern, but an entirely wrong size, <laughs> much, much larger than what we needed. Then they reimbursed us for that rug and sent us another rug. So we have two rugs now for the price of one. So I guess that's cool. I'm actually really glad that we ended up getting a rug or being forced into getting a rug for the dining room because I do feel like it kind of amps up the coziness and uh, decreases a lot of the echoes in that room. And so I love the way that the rug turned out. And now we have an additional rug to be able to update our living room. And so we're just doing little tweaks here and there. We've also done some tweaks to the bathroom. We had a curtain that was really stained because of me dyeing my hair so many times and not having a liner. So we got a liner and then we also updated our shower curtain and the rug. I ended up revamping our bedside tables and getting rid of a lot of the clutter that we had been collecting in there. And our bathroom drawers, I decluttered the makeup, I cleared up the bathroom drawers, and I have to say, it feels so much better and so much more effortless just existing in this space, knowing that I can use these spaces like our drawers and our cabinets more functionally. Now, if you wanna see more about the updates that we've done and some of the organization projects and how that looked, you can see more about that over on Instagram if you're interested. That's underscore Mia underscore Danielle. Now, for me, one big focus of creating these spaces and organizing some of the cabinetry and the refrigerator and all of that good stuff, a big focus of mine was nourishment. And that is number four. What am I putting in my body? What I put in my body will impact how I feel. And especially when I felt so sick from COVID and from a stomach virus and just all of this, you know, just pregnancy stuff, right, that comes up, health and nourishment is definitely one of my top five things. So similar to the whole stopping the hemorrhaging thing with the schedule versus your home, I like to focus on nourishment before fitness. That means getting my body healthy, getting it back to its peak before I go and start trying to push myself and expend myself in new ways and, you know, like, get physically fit, which is so important. Like I know I need to move and I can feel it when I'm down for a week or two. My muscles and my joints and my bones, everything just starts feeling decrepit from not moving. But I think that having the nourishment to be able to move better and to move in a more safe way is also really important. Not to mention, of course, I've got a baby that I'm taking care of here. So even when I'm ill, I've still got to be thinking about the things that I'm putting in my body. And to be honest, especially while I'm pregnant, there are things that come up. Those of you who have had babies before, you know, like 
that constipation is a real thing. If you don't have your health, like if you don't feel good, you're not gonna be able to enjoy anything else going on in your life. Like it's important that you nourish the body that you have just to be able to enjoy the day-to-day -day things that you're investing into your schedule or into your home. And that really all starts with what you're putting in your body, your nourishment. And it hits me hard. I've actually told Matt a couple of times over the past couple of years that sometimes it feels like everybody around us is just falling apart and we've got to take care of ourselves now in order to not be in that place later. It definitely has opened my eyes to things that I need to do, even if I don't feel like it, in order to, uh, in order to be able to live the rest of my life journey feeling good. My go-tos, the things that I actually really enjoy eating and taking in, tend to be things like fruits and wheat products, you know, I eat a lot of, you know, mini wheats and wheat crackers. And I don't know, I've, I've gotten into things like that, at least as long as I have a really good cheese spread to go with it. Um, but also smoothies, you guys know that I've been into my smoothies for a long time. And so I'm actually really excited about today's sponsor, which is snap supplements, they sent me their collagen and greens smoothie mix. And let me tell you, I was skeptical because I don't usually like green stuff, despite like seeing the reviews where they said, oh, and it tastes so great, all you have to do is mix it with water. I'm like, we'll see. And it tastes like fruit juice, but it's great because it has collagen in it for your skin and hair and nails, but it also has probiotics, so you've got the gut health covered, and over 30 different organic fruits and vegetables. So all of that baked into one scoop of this stuff. I also got some of these probiotic gummies. Within like two hours of taking these things, the constipation was a thing of the past. It was insane. All of this to say, I welcome them with open arms as a sponsor for this video, and you can save 10% by using the link down in the description. So whether you're adding something into your nourishment routine, like a quick smoothie or vitamin, or you know just buying healthier snack food, if you're somebody who you know you only have time here and there to grab snacks, and you know you're gonna reach for snacks, then maybe upgrading your snack foods to something that's a little healthier for your body. It's never too soon to start taking care of your body but at some point it may be too late. And number five, which I hinted at earlier, is fitness. And for me, physical fitness has always gone hand in hand with mental fitness because a part of making my body feel good and relaxed and loose and you know even just my energy feeling more optimized a part of that is getting my mind in shape i really like listening to things like meditations i really like listening even to hypnosis style meditations where they go through like the full body reset i mean it just makes my body physically feel good and it makes me calm it lowers all of those chemicals that make you feel all frazzled all the time. But what I'm really aching to get back into now that I feel like I have my body back from sickness is uh, my yoga. I haven't done yoga in months at this point, And I know that I'm going to be shaky as all get out. And I'm going to be probably super tense. I don't even know if I'll be able to touch my toes well but it's gonna feel so good. I think that those five things of finances, schedule, your home, your nourishment, and your fitness are what makes your life feel better. It just, it makes you feel good. It makes you more pleasant to the people that you're around and the relationships that you're in, which of course are so important. Take just a quick one or two days to do a reset on all of them. It just makes you feel so much better and so much more put together and ready to move forward in new directions. 
So good luck. I hope that you share with me if you found any of this valuable or if you've experienced any of these things recently where you're like, oh, thank God I took the time to reset in that area because now I'm feeling so much better. I know that I'm personally getting a lot out of it and I'll chat with you guys next week. Bye.